Hey guys, awesome episode today. How to date when you don't have time and making a move on a friend. Check it out, enjoy, share with a friend. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'll say it again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how the whole thing works, baby. You listen to the show. You tell a friend. You tell a coworker. You make it your Instagram stories. Ahem. Ahem. And Feather those nuts. Feather those nuts. That's right. That's what it feels like. It feels so good when I'm tagged in your Instagram stories. It feels like we're out in a field. Okay? It's a windy, blustery field. And it's one of those tall wheat. I'm in a wheat field. And those wheat things shows you what kind of a farmer I am. Those wheat stalks are blowing in the wind, and I'm naked. And the stalks keep flapping against my nuts. That's what it feels like when you tell a friend and a coworker. That's what it feels like when you tag a bitch. Tag a bitch on Instagram stories. Let them know. Sing the song of J Train. This is the time of year, too. It's podcast sharing season. That's right. The winter, people get into their groove. Summertime, you got long road trips, the gym. You're out on a boat. You're hanging out. You're in the Mediterranean. I don't know what you do, but you're doing something. And we think that summertime is a more social time, but it's actually a more lonely time because it's those long rides back where you're thinking, what the fuck am I doing? I just spent all weekend at a shore house I couldn't afford, drinking with a bunch of people I don't even like. I don't need this in my life. I got to get my life together. Oh, my God. And it's like, no, 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 no. Put the earphones in. Let Papa JT talk to you. Let me be the thoughts in your brain. Let me be the, the one that holds up this house of cards. We'll get to it tomorrow. I do think today's episode is going to motivate our listeners, though. I think this is going to be a good episodes for the listeners shelby is without mike but with soundboard items so do you agree shelby yeah i think he agrees because we have two very special guests uh and i want them to explain where they come from and how we came together because i don't think i had to explain it as well as them sergey sergey and vadim it's great to have you, Sergey and Vadim Revzin. Oh, you got it perfectly. Did I get it? You got it. it. Revzin. We, we know each other, but we don't know each other. So Sergey and Vadim Revzin have a podcast called The Mentors, okay? What day of the week does that come out on? Mondays and Wednesdays. Mondays and Wednesdays. And you guys, how would you describe The Mentors? I was on it, and I enjoyed it. it it's a little... It, it's it was tough for me because I, I you know, it's always tough to like tell people how you started when you don't feel like, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I'm not Rogan. I'm not a I'm not Mark Marin. You guys were asking me how the podcast started and how I got into it. And we kind of went over the lifeblood of how this became, you know, J train podcast of what it is right now. I don't think it's over. That's why I sit here begging for people to tell their friends for 20 minutes. But explain what you guys do, where you're from. Give me the, the rundown. I actually think that when we interviewed is one of the best times to get somebody. It's okay. like right when they're taking off, dude. Because <laughs> you've already done some stuff that's pretty epic, and I'm sure people that listen would agree. Uh, but it's even going to get better. That means that your story is going to evolve and... Um, Hopefully would, we'll get would, more listeners yeah, back to Of course. It definitely in the end, I would think that someone could go look. I mean, you could go listen to it now. It's called The Mentors. Go on Laughable, the, the app that gets you around all the podcasts. I think it's the best podcast app. 
But it's basically you guys are going through people's stories and finding out because you guys are both entrepreneurs. That's exactly right. We are obsessed with how people get started and how they get things done, the things they care about. With you, we talked about how you got started in the comedy career, how sure. you hustled doing open mics yeah. and ended up opening for people like Dennis Larry, which is crazy. Um, and we know each other through a guy that's been on your show, an entrepreneur at NYU, where Kyle. I'm a venture investor, Kyle Bergman. That's right. The Swovies. Hashtag Swovies. Swovies And he was on Shark Tank. <laughs> he was on Shark Tank. He, it's funny the way these things work. And I think like my whole thing has always been like, you know, I'm always, uh, I think, you know, you hear about networking when you come out of college and it all just seems like it's like bullshit. And it all seems like it's, uh, it, it doesn't work for anyone except for the one person who talks about networking and people that go to networking events. I'm always like, it just feels like you're, you're trying too hard at that. And it was it was nice. It was a cool thing for me when you know Kyle, uh, who's been a guest on this podcast a couple of times, uh, with the Swoveralls and and the great Fantastic. He's on Shark Tank. He's on the same episode as my other friends who were on Shark Tank, Bantam Bagels. Oh, no They're doing an update about the bagel company, and I had put them on an email together way back when, and it was like kind of nice. It was like a full circle thing. So I uh, that's how we got together. Kyle put us in touch and you guys um, like you talk about entrepreneurship and how people get started. The listeners of this podcast, I, I think I, I, I kind of know them young, motivated. They're upward mobile. They want to be successful. What is there any young vibrant that's right. man? That's, that's right. <laughs> this is just like our president. What do you, uh, is there things that you've learned from doing the podcast? That would help somebody like what's is there something that you like you kind of like come back to like, you know, best practices type of thing? I mean, there's there's a ton of lessons. The one thing is there's so much overlap with trying to create something for yourself, becoming a comic, starting a business and just regular life. Like you just talked about networking, for example. Right. Yeah. We did an episode called um, actually I forget what it's called. We have like 115. So I can't remember <laughs> them all. But uh, it was something about the uh, three second rule of not giving a shit or i don't know if we were allowed to say swears on the show swear but, please all right not giving a fuck is actually Poop, what it's called vagina <laughs> herpes okay Poop is uh, my favorite yeah. fuck it was all about, how about fuck you yeah there, there you go. go okay so th- th- we're giving the green light to swear so basically you know it's all about how so it's called the three seconds of not giving a shit yeah like the th- three second rule and the idea is when you're at a networking event and you want to come up and meet somebody especially if they're more important than you or they've done something cool it's kind of like asking out an attractive girl mm. if you think too much into it you're going to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. If you just give yourself one second to decide, okay, I'm going to do it, the second second is make their approach, and the third second is say the first thing that comes to mind, like, hey, I like your shirt, or hey, is that your real hair? I don't know, something ridiculous. <laughs> your real hair. <laughs> That's a t- <laughs> don't say that in every no, game. Girls don't like that. <laughs> no, I, I have a wig on. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Please hire me. Yeah. <laughs> one time I was actually at a Halloween party, and I thought it'd be cool to p- tug on a girl's hair as a way to pick her up. Oh, my and God. just like to say, obviously, so many people are wearing wigs. And I tugged on her hair and she's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it looked fake. And then she's like, no, it's not. And I had no follow up. Also, if it, <laughs> it, is, super if it is a wig, the, the, the bad part about that is they're like, I spent all night putting this on the right way. I didn't take that one through clearly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had to walk away very embarrassed because I literally had no follow up when she said, no, it's not real. That's a good le- thing to learn as well. Three yeah. second rule don't give a, of not giving a fuck in networking or dating. You have to have something to follow up with if you're going to sure. open up someone, right? Well, I, I think like you go up to someone, I think people forget the simplicity of a hello. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Jared. Like, you know, that in itself at any networking or whatever, dating, whatever. No one can hate on that. You know, I always think of like uh, uh, bringing things, like if you look in the back, you, the rear view mirror of your life and you think of like, you know, okay, well, and I brought scenarios to a jury of my peers. If someone went to a jury of my peers and was like, and this guy, Jared, said hello and his name was Jared, they go, yeah, that's a normal conversation. Even though in the moment you go, well, it's not even creative. It's not even like I should have this great joke or whatever. It's like, it doesn't have to be that great. 
No, we, we overthink things way too much. And I mean, look, I think Steve Jobs says something like when you look back through your career, it's easy to draw a straight line. I'm sure people listening to your career and how sure. it's progressed, like, oh, you did this and you got to that. And we kind of try to do that in a show is, is kind of show what the straight line looks like. But what you realize is there's a ton of zigzags along the way. Yeah. And there's no real rules. Hopefully you're listening to shows like this and you're getting informed. Yeah. But the best thing that it can do is motivate you to actually try stuff out and act. Well, what is... Who Who's been on the show, other than, of course, myself? Uh, that, like, uh, is there anybody that story that you're like, that's the story that motivates me? Like, that's one that I'm like, holy shit! Hearing that, the way that person did it, made me think in a different way. I would say, dude, there was this guy. He his name is Larry Petretti. He was one of our original episodes. No one's gonna know him, but he runs a ninety million dollar construction company. Okay, year. but his he- name sounds very construction company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Petretti! He's not, he's not a mobster yeah, at associates. all. <laughs> um, but, dude, he didn't start his company until he was 55 years old. That was his first business. And for What did he do before that? He basically started off doing construction. Then he got into management. Then he worked his way up to the COO role of a huge construction company. Wow. And after he – I think he got axed from that – he decided, you know what? I have enough money in the bank. Not a lot of risk right now. I'm just going to start my own. Within a year, he had a few six-figure contracts. Within two years, he had million-dollar contracts. And then within seven years, it was a $90 million company. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and, and when he said that, you're like, oh, it sounds so easy. But that's, a, you know, he's starting at a 50. That's already a 30-year career. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it, it just goes back to the fact that there's no real rules. This is what worked for him. We had LeVar Burton on the show who, you know, he did Reading Rainbow and he was yeah. on Star Trek and stuff. And uh, it was funny because, like, even for him, right, after Star Trek, after reading Rainbow, he had to figure out what to do. Sure. Like he was Everyone's got to do something. Yeah. He, he was on that show for 27 years, but it's not like the road is paved in gold for the rest of your life just because well, it's just something cool. Did he say, like, was it like LeVar Burton? I remember there was, like, a little bit of a, uh, like, an internet groundswell to bring back reading Rainbow. Yeah. Like, and he was kind of a part of it, which was kind of cool. But you're like, is he doing okay? You know, like there's that first thought. <laughs> That's essentially what he did is he digitized it or something. He created a company around that all that content and he partnered with PBS. And, and He has a podcast, too. And now yeah. he, has a pod- <laughs> <laughs> he has a podcast. Now you're sitting in his living room doing a podcast. Yeah, but yeah. he's trying to, you know, he, he's all about promoting literacy and that's his mission now. Uh, and also making this content available for the next generation. So, But he talked about how, look, I mean, I was an actor. I had to figure out how to make my own career. It's a very entrepreneurial yeah. thing. And even though it may seem like, oh, you know, this guy was already successful at a certain point he still had to continue figuring out continue acting trying new stuff i mean that that, that's the thing that you know it's that stresses me out as someone who's you know kind of on his own little dinghy you know out to sea with a with a podcast microphone and a joke book you know i do have a thought of like oh god like there are you know professional athletes who made a hundred million dollars and have nothing you know it's like you know, it doesn't la- nothing really lasts forever and we're working as long as we ever have had to. I mean, well, that's why I mean, look, we're we're sitting here right now in your living room with your producer next to us recording this here or in a studio, right? Yeah. Uh, either way, right? But clearly and when you did the live event with us by the way, you had a lot of fun, we had a lot of fun. Sure. Like we're spe- we're lucky enough to spend time on things that we have fun doing, yeah. but we had to create that for ourselves. And the people that we that we get inspired by the most, the people that get on our show for example, or people yeah. that we meet entrepreneurs at NYU, even students, are the ones that are humble enough to say, okay, even if I had, let's say, a blip of success here, when I'm starting a new idea, yeah. I'm going to hustle and figure out how to get it done by meeting the right people, by sending that, e- that extra email at midnight sure. or whatever else, right? I mean, it's like, it, it is a, they call it when you, you know, a roll of the dice, but one roll has nothing to do with the last roll. That's the one thing in, you know, with gambling at a casino, it's like you just because you rolled a seven the last time, the odds are the same of you rolling that seven the next roll. The mm-hmm. one has nothing to do with the other. It's uh, it's it, so I would assume that anyone who's had success in one knew how hard that was and was like, OK, next thing up, yeah. what are we going to do now? This takes the same hustle. Yep. I mean, people assume that you know, like from the outside looking in, it's really easy to say, oh, man. Like, I follow you on Instagram, right? Yeah. I see you're traveling all the time. Sure. You did that, uh, that football show, right? That, that yeah, I was at uh, different colleges every tailgate. And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. But I also know your story, and I know that you have to go out 
you know, every night and perform. Yeah. And sometimes it's a freaking grind when you're in front of like 15 people, right? And, sure. And you get a bad crowd or something. And it does take the hustle. People from the outside looking in think, oh, man, this guy's got it made, but I still have to climb this whole mountain to actually get there. Look, if you're going to be miserable climbing that mountain, don't do it. Yeah. You're going to have a bad time. It's, yep. It is interesting. I mean, in the Instagram age, like I, I've been talking to a lot of people about like there's a feeling of envy out there in general, just like everybody. Not not for me. I'm saying in general that's and I think it's you know social media is kind of what creates that. It used to be you know you'd look next door over the fence and you'd be like okay those are my neighbors they make around the same amount as me uh, they just went on vacation and then you would assume they went on the same vacation as you. Nowadays your neighbors go on vacation you watch the whole thing on Instagram stories and you go how the fuck can they afford Mykonos? <laughs> you know I'm sitting at home. I ain't got no Mykonos. And it may, we it, are it, here like, in Algarve, Portugal, right. <laughs> and it feels great. Love Algorithm Portugal. I, I, But I'm saying, like, you know, when you say you watch on Instagram stories, like, oh, you're traveling all over. It's like, yeah, you're seeing, like, the the pulled out best parts. You're, you know, you're seeing, you're not seeing, you know, the the bugs under the rug, you know, you know, when you've lifted up. Exactly. I mean, okay, so perfect example. Sergey and I just wrote an article for Harvard Business Review. Mm. It was about uh, student debt and how it's preventing people from starting companies. Honestly, I wrote the article uh, with Sergey because we were interested in the topic. That was okay. it. That was our motivation. Interested in the topic. Maybe it's going to get published by a major publication. Maybe we'll meet some cool people from it. Okay. Uh, and it got, ended up being on the front page, and it was uh, the, the headline article for like a day. And, you know, we started getting people reaching out to us, being like, hey, um, you know, I'm a PhD in some college. Do you want to write a research paper with me? Really? And I'm like, have you looked at what I do? I don't want to write a, I don't want we to write a, a podcast. <laughs> I know. With a guy, one of our guests is a guy who talks about his farts all the time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I don't, I'm not an academic. I don't want to write a research paper. But you teach. But I do teach, yeah. But I teach because I get to do what I want. Like I'm comfortable, like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a gig where I get to create my own curriculum and nobody looks over my shoulder. Sure, sure. If it was, hey, you have to teach this curriculum and this is the type of assignments you have to sign. I mean, I would never do it. I would not yeah. have fun. I get to bring in guests into my class. I get to talk about my own stories and yeah. hopefully teach students through that. That's why it's fun. You, but you know, people do assume from the outside that just because you know they looked something up about you online or of saw course. an Instagram story, you are something. You've you've made it. It's over. You sit on your your yacht every day. Um, yeah. What do you, now? So what is, is with the debt, the student debt? That interests me too. What did you find out? Well, what came out of that it's article? The, yeah, the stats are actually pretty crazy. One point five trillion dollars worth of debt, which is five hundred billion dollars more than credit card debt. And people, wow. yes, and 70% of people have $28,000 or more of debt, right? I think that was a stat, right? Yeah, people oh with student debt. I mean, you look yeah. at the guy, there's the, student debt. the recent article about the guy at, uh, what college was it? Um, he did the commencement speech at the end. He was like, I'm paying off all your students. Yeah, Morehouse. Yeah. Morehouse. Morehouse. Yeah, something like that. He, yeah. I mean, that is life-changing. Yeah. I don't, I, in, in a very tangible way, I was actually... Years ago, I, I came up with this TV show idea, and I'll give it out on the air because it's already been stolen. Stolen. <laughs> um, I was like, we should have, there should be a game show where people of the same major, like if we were all economics majors and we all had varying levels of debt, we would play this uh, game to pay off our student debt. I love that. So it'd be like Double Dare, but... The winnings is erasing your student debt or a portion of it. Second place would get, you know, 10 grand off of whatever it is. And first place gets the whole thing taken care of. And then the competitions each round would be different. You would compete in uh, events that were created specific to your major because it would be like, well, if if you don't think the debt should be there, then you should be good at, Hmm. you know. And now, you know, I may have told that to a network who (laughs) now does that show. That exact oh. show? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Wow. This is yeah. what we've come to, though. You have to have a billionaire paying off debt for a bunch of students, and you have to have a freaking game show. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, doing yeah. That. How about- We're creating a fun game show. <laughs> We're going to watch them, you know, all, you know, whatever. But it's, so what did you find out? Is, are people starting businesses still? Much, at a much lower rate than before. Before, it was like 35% of businesses were started by young people. Now, it's like 15 
Oh, yeah. wow. No, even less than that. Maybe even less than five, that, yeah. yeah. And generally, people feel more risk-averse. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have to have a three to $500 payment every month that you absolutely have to make, there's no way that debt will be forgiven even if you go if you declare bankruptcy. Yeah. You're going to make certain decisions. As like Maybe you won't do stand-up comedy, right? Sure, sure. As, as much as, you know, and, and it used to be, oh, I'll sleep in my parents' basement and, and while I start my business. Now it's I'll sleep in my parents' basement while I pay off my student loans. Exactly. Yeah, and so people end up taking jobs they don't like. People end up postponing actually working towards their passions. I mean, it could be starting a business. It could be doing something creative. Well, it could be having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that we that's a, something that comes up a lot on this show. The realities of I, I mean, and I, I can only speak from personal experience where the realities of I feel a lot of people's you know men, their manhood is attached to. Do I have a job that can provide? And that's not exactly fair in these times where women are working too. And ever, you know, you have two income households. And right now, it's not, men are kind of unfair to themselves and unfair to dating because they're like, well, I won't even be a suitable partner because I don't have these things. I'm still paying off debt and I don't have my own business and I don't see myself being able to pay for colleges for kids when it's not, it's not how the world works today. Yeah, exactly. I mean, actually, even I still think about it. Like, I was on a date last week, and it was a fourth date. Yeah. Fourth and last. Uh, <laughs> fourth and last. Hopefully Why? she's not listening to this. Yeah. Uh, she, did she know? Did she know? <laughs> you didn't, it wasn't a good experience? Yeah, the crowd is upset. The fourth date, and not once in the four dates did she offer to even split the bill. Now, uh, I like paying for my okay. dates. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I'm not like, but just offer. You Do know? a pump fake. Do a pump, pump fake. fake, yeah. Take Give out, me something. Take out your card. Do you think that's all it was? No. Or it was just not a connection? I was really bored. You were bored. She was pretty, though. Yeah, but that's the thing. that you know, People want to know, what's the one thing? What's the reason it didn't work out? Mm-hmm. That is the one glaring thing that you'll talk to people as the entertaining part. But you know, her not paying, there's, there's someone else that won't pay that you would also keep going out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. true. I mean, she could have, and I've had, I have had those people too. Yeah. But the point is, I mean, it is something that you think about that even I think about. And uh, generally, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe like 30 years ago, people felt a little bit more financially secured because they were lifers at a company and they felt like the company was taking care of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they had an easier time getting a business loan. Just the, the uh, environment now is a little bit different where I feel like people are just scared. Yeah, and they're scared to try shit out on the, you know, to go out on their own and try something. What's the advice to the people that are scared? Well, one platitude is you only live once. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The advice is on your doorstep. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. The advice is to use whatever free time you have or create free time to make incremental moves toward the thing you want to do. So if it's stand up, do open mics. Like, do one a week at first. Sure. 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 If if you want to write music, record yourself once. If you want to write a book, write a page a week. Yeah. What are those tiny steps you can make to actually, by the end of the month, tell yourself, you know what? Here is a product that I can see myself that I'm proud of that shows me, you know what, maybe I should try the next thing and the next well, thing. Well, you know what's interesting about that? And I don't mean to put all the blame on Instagram because it is I, – I, I'm a big fan of Instagram while also realizing the issues that it creates. Mm. The issues that it creates is you go on there and you follow someone you love, someone that you admire, someone that you whose career you would love to you know, emulate, and you only see the successes – you don't see the one song that they did a week or the one open mic they did a, a week that, that got them to two, that got them to three, that got them to four. So it's something to keep in mind. You know, it's, it's a lot of little bites that, take up a, that make a meal, you yeah. know. Or go talk to go talk to people like Jared. Like for for me and Vadim, we used to run a business, and at one point we were just not making any sales. We had a software business, and I remember we were just depressed and talking to each other and making each other more and more depressed. Mm-hmm. And we're like, "How the hell do we get out of this funk?" Yeah, we decided to that day send out 10 emails to 10 other entrepreneurs that we knew in our network and just to set up calls with them for yeah. no reason and just talking to those entrepreneurs and hearing like the reality of their day-to-day slog too even if they ostensibly looked successful sure made us feel a little bit better about of course. our lives right? uh, commiseration i mean yeah. I, that's why people listen to this podcast uh they want to hear that other people are going through similar things to them yep S- and to know that you know life is 
kind of brutal to everybody. Yep. We, we talk about our failures openly. We, we had an episode called How to Capitalize on Your Failures. Actually, with every person that comes on our show, and you probably noticed this too, that you were incredibly sincere, for example, about your story. Sure. And we had a, a president of a public company last week, and I remember at one point we answered a question. I think it was something to do with failure, and she gave a, a, a little bit of a, of a superficial answer. But then Sergey dug in a little bit more. <laughs> And mm. she just opened up, and that's what made the audience really love the story, is realizing that even she, who was incredibly successful leading a public company, she had to figure this shit out on her own. Yeah. So I think the best thing that people can do is maybe listen to stories like that, realize that you know it's not all roses and butterflies, uh, that it actually does take hard work, yeah. and it might suck a lot of times. Then put away your phone, put away Instagram, and actually do something. So all of you need to go listen to The Mentors. Uh, I'm pumped to have uh, Sergey and Vadim here. Uh, twins. Twins. Holy <laughs> shit. Do you ever go out with other twins? Um, Has that ever happened? happened? We, we've only been single together at the same time, like maybe twice yeah. in really? the last 10 years. Yeah. We've always had a dream, though, that we'd marry twins. I don't it's know. It's not going to happen. That, there was that no. news story that we we had a news story where it was the twins marrying twins, and they were all, they did on like an international twin day. You yeah. know that if you if twins marry twins, then all of the, the kids that they have are genetically siblings. They're not cousins, they're siblings. Come on. Yep. Really? If they're if they're all identical, if you if identical pair of twins marries identical pair of twins, they're all siblings genetically. That's which is really weird. Fucking crazy. <laughs> That's what happens when you share a sex. So you're not even cousins. It's really weird and fucked up. Oh my god. I don't well, know if I want that. Are you in a relationship now, Sergey? I am. You, long how term. long have you been together? Uh, we've been together for two and a half years. <laughs> three. three three years now. Three and a half years actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah, three and a half we've years. been living together for two and a half. Yeah, three and a half Good. years. And uh, yeah. engagement, anything on the No, we live in together, we love each other, we have a dog together that's beautiful okay. we've had for a year and a half. Uh, see, this is professional yeah. oh. Dude speak right there. You ask about the engagement. He brings up other positive things yeah. to not to bring us so, back to the engagement I'm, subject. I'm 33. She's 27. Uh, I'm not in a hurry. I'm building my career. She isn't either. And so we, we love things the way they are. And uh, Hello. Redeem, let's celebrate on? that. Yeah, let's celebrate Who's that. that? <laughs> Hopefully my future girl. Yeah. What are you? What's going on with you? You're, uh, I'm single, man. Single out there having fun. I'm out there, ladies. Uh, but please don't don't text me. Uh, no, unless <laughs> they're going to. They're unless you think I'm. Uh, yeah, I've been single for like a year and a half. It's okay. cool. I, I I work a lot now, so it actually sure. kind of works out. Uh, let's do some emails. You guys ready? Let's, let's do, do it. it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Go check out The Mentors. It's on any podcast app, I'm sure. Um, also, if you go search, go on Laughable, search my name, it'll come up in my feed. So that's an easy way to find it. Um, but the mentors, I had a great time of it. What I always say to people, let me be your entrance into the podcast. I'm a familiar voice. Listen to my episode. That will take you to others that they have. So, I mean, I just think like in the age of podcasts, it's great what you guys are doing. It's good to be able, we all want to listen into a conversation with high power people. And that's what you're letting people do. So, Podcast at gmail.com. Bros in different area codes. Hmm. Train. I'm a 25-year-old female from the Midwest, but spent a summer working in Atlanta. I made a solid group of friends who still live there. My current job requires a lot of travel, and I was put on a new project for the next four months where I will be traveling back to Atlanta. There's a guy in Atlanta, friend in the Atlanta friend group, who was in a relationship for six years. He's currently single, and I am really starting to like him. I don't want to blow up the friend group or make things awkward if I make a move, and he isn't into it, but from the signals I'm getting, the feeling seems mutual. How should I play this? Should I make a move, wait for him to pursue, let it go because of the friends? Let me know your thoughts. Touch make, him. Make the move. Touch his touch, hair. Touch, touch him. Touch Just touch, him. touch <laughs> any part of his body, and then he will, he will reciprocate or not. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I feel. Women need to make be okay with making the first move. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's 20... What is it, 2019? <laughs> it's 2019. Sure. And start paying. No, <laughs> start paying. Well, start offering to pay yeah. less. But uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, look, when's the last time you had a girlfriend? I'm a, I have a girlfriend now. You have a girlfriend now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Finding someone that you actually like and that you are willing to spend the time with mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, relationships do take work at a certain point. Sure. It's hard. Most people suck. If it was easy, this podcast wouldn't exist. Everyone would be walking around holding hands, and we're not. That's not the well, reality. What's not clear to me is if this girl wants uh, just a hookup, or does she want an actual relationship with this guy in Atlanta? Well, I think 
I think the the you know what happens in this day and age is that we're all very aware of the feelings on getting into a relationship too quickly. So we're all doing the thing of like, no, I just want to hang out and then see what happens. I, I, this person seems nice and fun. We'll just keep hanging out and see if we have fun together. And then I'm open to a relationship if and when. I think that's a big, that's kind of the feeling I get. And and she's saying the work trip offers her the opportunity to like go back and forth. So it also lets it breathe a little bit, which he'll enjoy. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm actually kind of frustrated at the whole thing because I don't know if it's a New York City thing, but it almost feels like every date you go on, it's who can disqualify the other person the fastest because there's so many options. Okay. But the best relationships that I've had were I liked you, you liked me, we just got together. So I I think that's like the advice to her. I understand the disqualifying thing, but she's trying to disqualify him because of the friend group. What I'll say about that is – the friend group's fucked anyways. Mm. <laughs> All friend groups are fucked. Yeah. Sunday fun day with these pig dicks. That's, <laughs> that's right. You're going to look back on all the Sunday fun days you had with a bunch of pig dicks, and you're going to go, I can't believe I used to hang out with all these people. Yeah. As life goes on, you guys are 33. Yep. The friend groups, they pare down. Mm-hmm. People get married. People. So I understand this whole idea of like, well, I don't want to ruin this big thing we got. This good thing you have with all these friends is unruinable. Mm-hmm. It's just going to shed itself naturally. So you going after the friend, it might make things uncomfortable, but it's not going to be the reason this friend group doesn't exist anymore. You're not going they're not going to like it's not going to be this like back to the future thing where they go, "We we 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 track down where everything went wrong, mm-hmm. where the alternate 1985 exists and it's from you trying to fuck our friend." It's not going to work that way. No, no. I mean, hopefully that the ideal situation is everybody likes each other and you guys are going to stay friends even if two of you get into a relationship. Yeah. But so actually this is a good test to see if these are friends that are worth if, keeping. If I were her, the next time I'm heading to Atlanta, where this guy is i shoot him a text i don't you will need to get away from the friend group but approach him and get him away from the friend group it can't be a big thing hey i'm coming back to town tonight. would love to get drinks when i get back i'm gonna be around my hotel are you in the area and just casual drinks turn into a little, uh, you, then you're going to bar to bar, and you'll be able to fill out the situation. Yeah. He'll know when it's just him getting the text. Hey, she wants to get drinks because you said it's already been apparent that it's been flirting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, you. Get, so it's it's like killing a deer. Don't kill it <laughs> with uh, with its whole family. Get it away from the family. <laughs> okay, get it away. Track it away. Get it. It's on its own. And then shoot him right in the dick. <laughs> that sounds humane to me. I, I, it seems humane, right? right? Well, hopefully and, we just motivated her to murder him. Yeah, it, we'll do it, or murder that dick. It, <laughs> so there's a chance that this girl... Listen, if you're listening right now, which you are, I'm sure, if there's a chance that you would regret not trying to get with this dude at some point in your life, then there's not... We don't even... We shouldn't even be talking about this. Sure. And so, so here's... But what's the process? The process is, hey, and make it... You're coming, you're coming this weekend. Make it quick, easy, accessible. So what I mean by that is, hey, I'm on the flight now. I was just thinking about I'm having a couple of drinks. I'm looking to keep this going. You want to go out? Now it's just you two going out. Now it's fun and flirty. And it's not you going, mister, may you take me out on a date? And now it's yeah. not this big formal thing that you're waiting towards. And then he goes to the friends and goes, I think I'm going out with Stacy." And everyone's like, well, you? And then you get the call from the other friend group. It needs to be swift. It's like chopping off a finger. That's the way it goes. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sergey and Vadim. Twins with a podcast. Twins. The Mentors. Go check it out. Get involved. Do I need to quit a job just to date? You guys are the perfect day- oh, guests oh, for such a question. Yes. Jared, Shelby, and guests, obsessed with the podcast. Listen to it every morning. I'm 29 and single. have been for four years now. While choosing to, quote-unquote, focus on me and put my career as a priority, thinking that 
If I didn't obsess over getting into a relationship that would come together at the right time. I can't help but think I've been doing it all wrong. I've been slowly getting back on the dating scene and I'm on quite a few uh, dating apps. But the main issue I have is whenever a guy wants to casually meet up, I don't have the time because I work. I am working two jobs at the moment. And while it's not forever thing, it only gives me one full day off a week. And it seems like guys lose interest fast when I don't have the time to meet up when it works for them. Weekdays, I don't get home till 9 p.m. By that time, I'm exhausted from working. 12-hour days, I don't have it in me to uh, meet up with someone. I don't want to be alone forever, but it is it, but is it unfair of me to be on dating sites if I'm only able to make plans one day a week? Will I only be able to have a serious relationship if I have time available to give to dating? Any help is appreciated. What do you guys think? I mean, look, that's a tough one because she's busy all the time, but especially in a place like New York, that's, yeah. I mean, almost every woman I encounter is like, sometimes I won't see her for two weeks because we're both sure. busy. Busy. I Listen, she's she's laid it out pretty plainly like she is busy yeah yeah you get if you're getting home at nine i don't i'm with you i'm with you girl yeah if i got home at nine and i was like f- i don't want to go on a date after that no i don't no one no, i agree I, and i i mean my schedule is somewhat reversed because i do a lot of nights when i wake up in the morning and i have a day to kind of like clear my head after shows at night i don't want to go on a coffee date either yeah so i'm with you she has the one day a week. I mean, is there any thoughts? But but she wants to date. It yeah. sounds yes. like she wants to date. And so, first of all, don't feel guilty about being on the dating sites. Yeah, You're not leading anybody on. If well, they... we need to stop. These dating sites are not dating sites. They're meeting sites. Right. Mm. So, you don't have to feel bad for wanting to meet new people. Mm-hmm. You know, just because... And, and it's like... And, and living in someone else's assumptions... That's not your responsibility. Like to say, well, they assumed I was here. No, 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 no. You're there to meet people and, you know, maybe have a relationship come out of that. That's not leading someone on. That's perfectly said. And just like if you want to start a side hustle or something, you have to find the time. Now, I get it. You might not want to do it right after work. You might not want to do coffee on a Saturday. But maybe you have time during lunch where you can invite this person out in between your gigs. Yeah. I think... The fact of the matter is, and what she's she's realized is that like it's not going to happen by itself organically. Over four years, it didn't. Yeah, and relationships take time. And when somebody builds a relationship with you, they want you to give them their time. Sure, so you have to carve so, it out somewhere. And and we're reading this email, and none of us have any personal emotions in it. It is normal for someone to make you feel like their time is more valuable than yours. Mm. When you hear someone, well, I'm busy. I'm only free on Tuesdays, only Tuesdays. I'll never do anything but Tuesdays. It does. And that's not, it's not meant to be brought up this way, but from the other side, you could go, well, fuck you. I got shit going on too. And I I, I can do other than days and Tuesdays, you know, six days a week. At nine, she's tired and doesn't want to see anyone. Then she's not going to meet anyone. So find that one day a week where at nine, maybe you see someone for an hour. Right? Yeah, like but you kind of have to find. Eventually, the though, she can invite this guy over for cuddles and Netflix after yeah. nine. I mean, you don't have to go get wasted. Well, eventually, you get you get to a point in a relationship where it's more. You know, the relationship is intact and it's casual. The you know time is a little bit more free flowing. I would give this girl the advice that sounds a lot like the first email. You got to start um, being swifter. What do you mean? So what I mean by that is she says she's on a lot of apps. I, I would tell her, pick your favorite one. I think that's distracting in itself. To, 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 to have, you're so busy, then you're trying to juggle around all these people you meet on different apps. And then you're, it's not the amount of apps that gets you a date. It's the concentration of your time on the thing that you want. So... Delete all the apps but one. Use one. Use one. As, and, and you're not missing out on other ones. You're, and, and you're not missing out on better guys or better daters or whatever. Choose one. When you choose one, only go on it Tuesday mornings. I would, I would be like, Tuesday morning is my... And when you take a dump in the morning, get on the shitter, pull out that app, it's, it's dating time. Okay. <laughs> Because I do believe that the best dating app dates happen quickly. They don't happen when you're like, 
okay, well, I'm free next Tuesday in two yeah. weeks. Now you have two weeks to look them up and you have nothing to talk about. Make it happen. But I'm not saying don't talk to these people. Go on the app, get a match. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Have a good back and forth. Some days it's not going to happen. Yeah. Some days it is. The days it does, hey, I'm actually, this is my one day off a week. I'm, I'm looking to get drinks tonight. You want to go out? Make that happen. And you might say to me, well, I, that's the day I go with friends. That's the day. And it's like, okay. I'm just telling you, you know, create 20 minutes of that day to go towards this. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I waste a ton of time sometimes messaging sure. with women, but it's harder for guys on these dating apps. But the most recent... Why relation- is it harder for guys on these dating apps? Give I me feel the, like we get uh, on. There's a lot of women screaming at their... Sorry, ladies. At their, I'm sure at it's their hard podcast for you to app. Uh, you know how many times I'm talking to someone and we're having a great conversation mm. and then ghost? Now, I've done it too. I, look, I've done it too. We all do it. But it happens to me a lot. Now, maybe I'm not a good texter. Well, here's the other thing. Are you making a date? I try to make the day quickly, but then sometimes I'll get the pushback where it's like, well, I want to get to know you a little bit better. And I'm like, you're not going to mm. get to know me texting me online because yeah. almost every person I meet ends up being very different than their texts. Of course, you get to write your own script. But I, I, there's a, the, this is the toughest part, I think, of the whole dating app thing is how, what is enough talking to get you to want to go out with this person. And the, you know, all of us, the way we use our time is very self-motivated you know so it's like i'm not going to give an hour to someone that i am not positive will be a fun hour i I met my girlfriend on okcupid okay uh, in my hometown actually when i was uh, living there for a little bit and at that point i hadn't had a serious relationship for two years so i was also super burnt out on dating apps Mm -hmm. and I literally sent her this, the laziest message, which is like, what movies do you like watching in the theater? Because she said in her profile she likes to go to the movies. Sure. And she replied with a very engaging comment. And right away, I knew that she was going to be easy to talk to. And two days later, we had a date that she helped plan. <laughs> so <laughs> that was already a huge signal for me that this sure. could work out as a relationship. Yeah, yeah. She's going to take care of you. She'll uh, clean up that apartment you guys have together. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I did my part. I think women actually have way more control than they think in these situations. Okay. Because, oh look, as a, as a guy, this is my experience. Okay. I'm ready to go on a date on a moment's notice. And actually, the, this, this girl that I dated for like three months, you know, I messaged her at 2 o'clock by 5 o'clock because I was on my way up to uh, upstate to teach yep. my class. She happened to be from Connecticut. And so, like, I would never have met her, but because I teach uh, close to there, sure. it worked out. And I said, hey, I'm here. I'm only here once a week. Can you meet up after my class at seven o'clock? Because she said yes, and yeah. we dated for two months. Okay, so but the, that's a scenario that's a very much like this woman that's writing it exactly. And you said earlier the, uh, and I agree, the best dates are the ones that happen pretty quickly where there's not like a ton of like weeks of texting. So if it, if you, if it's relatively engaging and you feel like the person's easygoing enough and there's some trust there yes. within a few messages, just go for it. I think for this woman especially that wrote in, where she's like, I got one day a week and uh, no luck. I'm on all the apps now. Let's take a change. Let's let's change up the the process. The process now. Tuesday's morning dump with your twi- with your with, with your dating app. Yeah, <laughs> throwing throwing swipes and then do give it a twenty minute session. See what happens. J train podcast at gmail dot com. J train podcast at gmail dot com. We are sponsored, people. Whoo! I. I this is a sponsor, Fab Fit Fun, that people it's people make fun of it because it's one that you hear on a lot of podcasts and it doesn't seem like something you need. But I'm gonna tell you right now that I was taking a shower the other day, okay? And I was in the shower and Fab Fit Fun sends me a box. I got so I and I said to myself, man. I'd really like a FabFitFun box right now. I need new soaps. I need new stuff. And then I came out and got all my packages from downstairs. One of them was a FabFitFun box. And I was like, wow, this isn't something I thought I would get hooked on. And you do the FabFitFun box twice, you're in for the third. It's just what it is. And I, my favorite thing to do, and this will sound hokey and whatever, is... So whenever I get them, I give them to my girlfriend to open. I watch her open them, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen. It looks like a raccoon 
going through. You have to watch a woman go through a Fab Fit Fun box in your life. You have to. Because they go through it. And because the beauty of a Fab Fit Fun box is you get over $200 worth of items. Let me just make sure I'm right on the numbers. So they the the the, the value ranges from 269.95 to 467.95. So you're getting a huge group of gifts or you know what items whatever for 30 you get $10 off your first box so uh 39.99. Okay? So what it offers is a chance for you to be a little bit wasteful. Because you go through and you go, I'm going to get three good things out of this big, big box. I watch her go through it. She's smelling soaps. She's throwing things to the side. She goes, uh, there was a tote. She goes, I don't know. Could this be at the beach? Could this not? Throws it to the side. I was like, this is like, it's animalistic. (laughs) And I want all of you to experience this too. It's great because it's all stuff in the box you would never buy for yourself. You'd be like, this is too much. I don't need it. And then you get it in the box and it's, with all these other things, and you go, this is a product I'm going to use the rest of my life. There's a face soap that I now use regularly. Your face looks great. Thank you. This is all I wanted was that compliment. Mm-hmm. So listen. The rose gold... So right now... Um, so I also got... Oh, so this one, the tote bag came in mine. Uh, the rose gold brightening facial mask... All of them, I just love everything that comes out. Do you, And you get to discover new stuff. Uh, it makes a great gift for yourself or a loved one. Full-size products. Full-size products. No samples. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 in retail value. <clears throat> 2019 Summer Box available now has a total retail value between $269.95 and $467.95, depending on how you customize. It's great for discovering new brands and products. So sign up at FadFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. Use my coupon code JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to get $10 off your first box. Go to fabfitfun.com. Sign up and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code JTRAIN to get $10 off your first box. That's $200 for only $39.99. Go to fabfitfun.com, fabfitfun.com. Use my code JTRAIN to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Love that sponsor. You're going to love, I'm telling you right now, watching whoever you get it for dig through that fucking box. Dude, I feel like I need it because I hate shopping, but I love yeah. opening gifts. And this sounds like a gift. Yeah, it is. It is. I just, I can't get over the way she goes through it. It is so animalistic and female at the same time. Like, it's something I don't relate to. Like, even the way she smells the lotions. She's spraying things into the air and then catching it with a pinky and then spraying it and then like, you know, you know, sniffing a little bit like it's a key bump off her pinky. And I'm like, this is this is this isn't something I even know. Like, if you've ever walked into Sephora, you ever go in there? Yeah, that is like watching, you know, cats on catnip. (laughs) They're freaking out. And you're like, I don't have any relation to this, but it is amazing. So J train podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hi, JTrain. Huge fan. Love the show. Love your answers, the questions you get. Anyways, I've been talking to this guy from Hinge for about a month now. So far, we've hung out about six times on dates, sober, and drink dates, and he has met a lot of my friends, and we have gone out together at night. I really like our conversations. We have a lot in common. However, he kind of sucks at making any moves sexually. We both live at home still. So, okay, that's a tough one. So I understand it could be harder, but there's been a couple of occasions where he could have made a move. Should I give up on him since it's been a month? We've done nothing really but kiss, or am I just expecting things to move too fast? I can't, I also can't even tell if I'm that attracted to him. Or maybe it's just him not making the move that's turning me off. I'm sure that's a part of it. Uh, how could I nicely tell him to make a move? Uh, what do you guys think? I think she said it at the end there. She's not attracted enough. You think that's it? You don't think it's about... It's like a chicken or egg thing. I don't know. Is it because he didn't make the move that she's not attracted or is she not... I think that's an excuse. She's trying to justify why she doesn't feel enough attraction. I don't know how how old these people are, but when I was... I remember when I was a freshman, even in college, which most people by then were experienced enough to, like, guys to make moves. Sure. I remember that 
for some reason, I had this feeling that I needed to get a strong signal from the woman to get to make a move. And I just wouldn't unless I felt that. And I felt like I was crossing boundaries unless I did. It took me a part, long time to part, get over that. Part of that, too, is part of getting the, the go-ahead to make a move is the surroundings of a move to be made. Yeah. So the fact that they live at home, I, and I believe me, when I was younger... I would be like, okay, if I'm not in, you know, if I'm not in the, you know, like as like in high school, if I'm not in the guest bedroom of her parents' house, no, fi- no hooking up will happen. I do not kiss. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it, it, that changes in college. If I am not back in a in my dorm room where she has accepted that invitation to the dorm room, then you are not hooking up. Like, there were other people that were like, "Yeah, let's just go back to that broom closet, and that's where we hook." You know, and you're like, I, I was always in awe. I'd be like, "How did you know that they wanted to go?" You know what I mean? Like, and. Yeah. This is also grazing over all the issues of consent. And, you know, we're saying in a world where consent is given with these nods and looks and and gentle touches, when they don't when you're don't have an apartment that you can say like to me, the hookup is, hey, do you want to come over? And then it's like, okay, there's a yes. You go to the apartment then it's I'm saying I'm giving empathy to this guy for not making a move, considering they both live at home with their parents, because it, it's like, it's almost like uh, like when I do a stand-up bit, there are things I say to remember the rest of the bit. You know, there's things that I, I'll say it in a certain tone. You know, if you told me, say that joke from the middle, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, oh, no, let me go to the front and then I would start repeating it from the front of the joke. Same thing for a hookup. You know, you're like, oh, start the hookup from the middle. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't know how to do it. She she did say in her email that there's been a few occasions. It sounds like. Oh, they've gone out a lot. Yeah, Yeah, six times. Or maybe, well, no, but there were a few occasions where maybe he could have made the move. And I'll say next time this happens, just grab him by the, just grab Grab him. Just grab him. Okay. But, you know, taking his side a little bit, you have a scenario where they both live at home. I'm assuming if you live at home, you don't have the disposable income to make uh, a hotel. Yeah. What does he do? Hotels tonight has good deals. Uh, maybe Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I, this life hack that I figured out that same freshman year is putting my hand closely enough to the girl's hand where like, I could tell if, if we could touch and then trying to hold her hand. And if I, I knew that if I could hold her hand, sure. we would make out later. Well, that without is... Without fail. That's a good point because it's like when you make out with someone, it's like someone has to... What was it? I think it was Hinge where it's like leaning in 60%. You got yeah. the 40% in return. Handhold is the same way. You touch a hand, you go for a handhold. Handholds take two people to hold hands. Yep. Someone has to grab back. You'll get... I mean, that is a soft move but it's so intimate though it's intimate but i'm saying it's a soft move as far as instead of saying hey will you have sex with me (laughs) you know what i mean that's a hard move i i think for her are you attracted i think i think at this point uh what vadim said is is very true it's like you've had a lot of opportunities uh you know sexual tension is like magnets you know, at some point something would happen. I think already if you were very attracted, you don't want to get in a position where you're only attracted because you had sex. You know, if you didn't feel, I, I think maybe it's a cup bait situation because also you both, I, I think also like two people dating each other while living at home, like mm. does not make a sexual component. No. Like, I don't know of how that works. Well, I'll tell you how it worked in high school. I had to get my parents' permission to get her to spend the night and sleep in my room, and they oh didn't ask God. questions after that. But <laughs> it sounds you. to me like... Well, your parents are crazy. Cool. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my dad was cool. He, he showed me how to make babies when we were like what? six. What? That's... <laughs> that came out <laughs> He wrong. showed one he of you. He bought us a book. Yeah. yeah he got us a book. Uh, but it sounds different. like she has nothing to lose, and look, if, you're, if you want to see if you're attracted to him, go be a little bit more aggressive. You don't even know if you're sexually compatible yet, so just, just see what you can make happen. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Sergey and Vadim, they have a podcast called The Mentors. Go check it out. 
go get involved. We're sponsor people. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, Robin Hood. I love Robin Hood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerage charges uh, up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. Uh, experts alike view easy to understand charts and market data and place a trade in uh, just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite guy. Okay, here's what I'll say about Robinhood. I love Robinhood. You love it? Yep. And you guys, you guys are entrepreneurial business people. You, this is This to me is exactly what we were talking about before with Instagram where it's you see the you see all the success you don't see any of the small bites. Mm-hmm. Robinhood's the small bites. You think you're too poor to not to this or to that to invest. No, 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 no. You got 25 bucks every other week, you got 25 bucks a month, you got 50 bucks a month, whatever it is, do that on a consistent basis. Play around with this. Use an amount of money that you feel comfortable playing around with. This gets you in touch with the stock market, gets you to learn a little bit, and here's how I'm going to help you do it. Robinhood is giving listeners of J-Train Podcast a free, you heard me, free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. That's free money, people, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at jtrain.robinhood.com. That's jtrain.robinhood.com. jtrain.robinhood.com. I like this email. Trying to steal the general manager's side piece. Hmm. I like that we've hit a, a, a work thing theme to so all these. We have time for a couple more, Shelby. One more email. Jared, a couple weeks ago, the GM of a hotel I work at uh, came into my bar with probably the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen. I, it was after we had closed, so it was very casual. They had a drink and talked with the staff. The GM is mid-30s and married, but not to her. Okay. Eek. When he got up to use the bathroom, I had a chance and I took it and asked for her Instagram since I didn't want to take my phone out in front of everyone and draw attention to myself. I felt we hit it off a bit. I followed her. She followed me back the next day after I had sent her a DM. Turns out she works for the hotel. I link her Insta um, to show you what she does. It's obvious. Escort service? I don't know what she does, but she is very good looking. This guy has said not to say a few details. Um... How many? She got a following? Yeah, she's got a little following going on. Okay. We chatted uh, by sheer... Okay. She replied to my DM and I got really bold and asked her for drinks. She read it, didn't reply. I sent one more DM story reply a couple days later and she never read it and I gave up. By sheer fluke, I ran into her a couple weeks later in the lobby of the hotel. This time I was in full uniform, which is a tuxedo. I said hello and she gave me a huge hug and said she didn't recognize me at first and wondered who was that really hot guy coming up to me. We chatted briefly and both had to run back to work, but she has said some flirty things she definitely didn't have to say. So I asked her to get a drink again on Monday, and she said yes and even suggested a place near her house. There was none of that, oh, maybe I'm busy, I'll see, let me know. Another big hug, and we started to go our separate ways, and I asked for her number, but of course it was on uh, the one time I didn't have my phone on me, and she didn't either because she was in her work outfit as well. No pen, no nothing. She just said, DM her. I did. She never opened it. Okay, Mm. so meets her with a married man, gets the Instagram, messages seen, story reply, not opened, so I would assume maybe she muted her or him or blocked him. Mm. Then sees him. She says very nice and complimentary things in person, then DMs no answer. Here's the question. Do I pursue in any way? It was super rare for me to see her and likely won't happen again unless I purposely stop by her work. I don't know if that's the best move. It was a text. Uh, if it was a text she ignored, I could say I didn't had a definitive answer. But there, here, there's a tiny sliver of uncertainty. To me, it's more certain. I don't know about you. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, 
first of all, do not show up at her work. <laughs> or yeah, don't show up at yeah. the work. I mean, well, she sounds like a flirt, so that there's, I think there's a reason why in person she was super nice. Mm. Uh, I would say, I actually, taking taking a contrarian view, is if you want to hook up with her, it seems like the only way it's going to happen is if you see her in person and you kind of don't have anything to lose. But here's the, here's the thing. I hear what you're saying, but the problem with that is that you give someone your Instagram, you say DM me so that you don't have to DM back. Because the uncertainty is what allows you to ignore. Right. So in the moment, when you see someone in person, people don't like awkward moments. People avoid awkward moments at any cost. And he writes, was she, uh, do I, was she flirting? Does she not want to rock the boat if she sees she's seeing the GM? Or is that just a huge male ego you always talk about? Am I just a tryhard or an idiot? You're not an idiot. I think you did. It should be mentioned he is not my personal GM. Her work and my work are totally separate entities. He oversees the hotel. I think, what do you guys think? I, I, I do have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's plenty of fish in the sea. And uh, if she's not responding to the DMs, I mean, maybe message her another time and say, yeah. hey, I'm going to be like in your area. Let's meet up for coffee. Uh, but otherwise... It's a tough one. Yeah, I yeah. think you stop. I think I think there's a there's a thing where it's like you go. I don't think he's done anything wrong to now. Yeah, no. this is the point where you're at the top of the mountain. You can fall down it because what happens is you don't want to become the guy who goes on The Bachelor and then some girl goes, yeah, this guy was just texting me the last two years and then puts up a screenshot of, hey, 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 a thousand in a row. Yeah. You're, you're on the brink of that. You're yeah. on the brink. You went, you, you went from DM. She replied to my DM and I got really bold and asked her for drinks. She read and didn't reply. So every time you've asked for drinks, you've got a non-reply. Yeah. Let's, re- let's, let's look at the facts. You've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing creepy. She's good looking. I'm looking at her Instagram. She, but it also looking at her Instagram. I'm not going to say what she does or whatever, but this person deals in flirting. Their job is making people feel good to be around them. And, and um, I don't know if that sounds bad without knowing, seeing the Instagram account, but if you're yeah, looking at it right yeah. now, she's got moves. Oh. Honestly, if he wants to try one more time, asking her for drinks is going to do it. Create some fear of missing out, right? If you're going after a hot prospect, if you're trying to close a deal, mm. make them want you. Come up with something really cool that you're doing that you want her to join that, you with that'll make her maybe say yes. That's the only last option. Hey, I'm doing this. Thought you might want to join up. Would you be interested? That's that's the only... But at this point, let's look at the reality. Every time it came down to push came to shove, she shoved away. Yeah. So I think like for a lot of men that listen, you know, you want to know, it's tough to know the line. When, when do I stop? You know, I, and he's like, am I an idiot? You're not an idiot. You were given a vibe. You followed up on that vibe. She responded to your DM, then didn't respond when you asked for drinks. Then you see her again. She's flirty. She's fun. She's touching your arm. Oh, shit. Hey, we should do drinks. You did it in person. And then she goes, DM me. And now that was a, a skilled way of getting away from you. No, I'm, I'm actually proud of this guy for taking the chance and yeah, asking he her out in the deal. Yeah. Like that, that took balls. For sure. But, you know, she's already signaling that she's <coughs> but, not super. But I, the, that's what I'm saying to him. This girl, I think, is done. But repeat the process. I think there's someone out there that you're going to meet that's going to go, wow, this guy followed up, made a plan, asked for my number, said it in person. You're zigging while everyone else is zagging at that point. Exactly. I went on a date recently with a girl that would sometimes ignore me, but then eventually, you know, I would just come up with something cool to say or something. I don't know. Yeah. She was cute. And uh, when we got on the date, I said, Oh yeah, why'd you end up going out with me? She's like, eh, I like that you were persistent. So it'll yeah. work with some people. I well, yeah. that's you know, that, that's that, that's one of those things that someone listening is like has a text uh, has a phone full of texts where guys won't stop texting. I'm like, this girl's doing it to me, you know, like it's like you know, and it's, and it's like there's a fine line between creepy and hot. Yep, exactly. you know, and we're all trying to like, you know, most people who I'm assuming are good people are trying to figure out that line every day and. You know, sometimes you make mistakes and you learn from them. 
this guy, I don't think you've made a mistake, but I do think if you kept going on this thing and kind of like, you know, the Betches call it mental masturbation, where you start seeing yourself with them and envisioning a future, then you're off the deep end and you're 70 texts and going, why aren't you answering me, gorgeous? You're that yeah, guy. Yeah. Don't, you don't, don't want to be that guy. Don't no. do what you wouldn't want somebody else to do to you. Yeah. Like, keep it cool. Maybe one message every once in a while. Make sure that it's actually something funny or interesting or it creates some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, value, value yeah. statement or something for her. I mean, this girl, I mean, to let the people know, she works in the service industry. Not, you know, like is, a, you know, a waitress, whatever, at a, at a club. That's you make people feel good about their experience to make them want to spend more money. Like it's not like I'm looking at this picture right now. Gorgeous. But there's a thousand guys. Literally. I'm literally looking at one comment that says, hey, gorgeous. Sent you a DM. Right. Yeah. She gets this. He's not getting this a message is, back. Yeah. This is no. you out of control. No. Guys, thank you for coming on. This is amazing. Thanks, Thanks so much, Jared. Jared. It's so awesome. cool. I think you guys all need to go check out Sergey and Vadim's podcast, The Mentors. It's something different than what we do here. It's going to get you listening in on conversations with motivated people that are doing cool stuff that will motivate you. I think this is a good podcast to come out on a Tuesday because someone might be sitting there going, I'm at this job. I don't like, what do I do? And you're a good podcast to get them maybe jumping off thanks man we appreciate it and you guys can always email us too we actually respond to people like we've had uh people new listeners that are stuck and want advice you know maybe they don't have support from their family or something mm-hmm. if you write us an email and and uh you have a problem we actually care about helping out so go to that's awesome.co and, and shoot us well repeat that because i spoke over you oh yeah go to the mentors.co the mentors.co just uh, fill out the submission form and we or, get every or, email or vadim at the mentors.co or sergey at the mentors.co will respond it's a great thing and uh yeah i i think it's uh especially you guys are professionals in this i mean you're you know yeah. in entrepreneurship and you're teaching and you know you guys are know how to communicate this stuff which is great love it. so get involved with the mentors shelby thank you for popping in with every now and again thanks shelbs he's looking at the board how can he speak to us through the board you know that's you're unbelievable man you're <laughs> unfucking believable love it kind of sounds like him too. i'm jared freed every tuesday and friday keep spreading the word keep telling your friends j train podcast gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com we'll be back next episode boom